Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping episode five of Hawkeye. So if you haven't seen that, we're going to spoil it. Get on out of here. And I'm here with my favorite super-powered reindeer, Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Michael, I've been waiting for you for like, oh, I thought you'd come sooner. I already had the mac and cheese done. Uh, I was ready <laughs> to serve it to you. And, you know, it's pretty tasty mac and cheese. Yeah, see, and look, we're actually joined by a very smart guest here today. So smart that he might put hot sauce on his mac and cheese. It's Alex Brizard. How are you, man? I do. I do put hot sauce on my mac and cheese. Um, you know, I just went to the bathroom for a second. I thought it was like five seconds. Turns out it was five years. Hopefully you guys can edit that all out because, you know, I don't think your fans are going to want to wait and wait around for me that long. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I have really been enjoying this Hawkeye series a lot more than I thought I would. Um, you know, maybe low expectations helped, but I came into this not thinking I was going to enjoy it. But week after week, I have very much enjoyed this show. So I'm excited to be talking about it. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely excited to have you back. Um, what? So, Alex, I guess I'm going to gauge like, um, is, let, let me put it, let me put, let me frame it like this. I'm going to come out hot. Is this yeah. the best episode of the season? Um, yeah, this was the best episode of the season to me, which it was episode four. And so I've been toggling. I'm like, is it episode four that was better or episode five? I think this one was better solely for the mac and cheese girls night conversation. That was, I don't know, that felt like legendary to me. Okay, so, I mean, without jumping too far ahead, but these are supposed to be like the new Hawkeye and the new Black Widow. And this is like their origin story. Hawkeye and Black Widow have a very checkered past together, and this is the two of them finally meeting. So the conversation that they had felt super dramatic. It felt super important. I loved watching it. And, you know, with other elements of the episode, yeah, I definitely would say this has been the best episode so far. Yeah, and I, I, that's a good way to put it, because I think I think we will look back on this scene and yeah. after Young Avengers comes out, we're going to look this back on like this This is like Budapest. This is exactly. This is Budapest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tommy, what do you think of this episode, man? Yeah, I really liked it. And I think to what you guys are saying, yeah, I think it was the best. To me, this is like the Loki episode where they go into the void and you're like, what? Like, this is that episode where it's like a lot of things came together that we've been waiting for. Yeah. And like a lot of, I felt for a little bit, we've been a little stagnant. Like the plot has been kind of like, they're just uncovering things and like now things are going. Now we know where the, the trajectory uh, of the rest of the season is is going towards. Um, a lot of things that I I uh, did say seem to be true, which we'll get into, but uh, uh, some exciting stuff in this episode. Well, Tommy, that's a big topic I want to bring up here today because it's like, uh, I, I made a tweet this morning after watching the episode that was, what if Marvel Studios had a twist that we didn't see coming? I would but be for real, so it, mad if we got Ralph Bonard again. I, I will not get Bonard again, and the, I and swear the re- to you. The reply I had to my tweet was, that's why I like the Ralph Bonard thing, because nobody saw that coming. Like, yeah. How often, like, truly in these shows thus far, have we not actually predicted what's going to happen? Like, are, are fans going to be annoyed? They're just going to be like, these guys are too smart. Not, no, I mean, not really. I, I get a lot of assists from, like, Reddit and stuff, right? Like, it's yeah. not... But my point is, is, like... It, has like the over theorizing ruined some of these great surprises? Um, I would consider myself so I am always shocked and like <gasps> when you guys pitch a theory because 
I don't do the research myself. I, I have a vague comic book knowledge myself. It, it's very hit or miss. I've read a bunch of comic books illegally online. Don't tell anyone. I've never paid for a single comic book, but I've read a lot of them. So um, I have a vague knowledge. So a lot of this is like, like I know these are characters, but they're kind of like a new spin on a lot of these characters. And so I wasn't necessarily convinced. I know and so I, I guess we're just going to jump to the right end of the episode, but this is this is why I'm here. So I got to get into it. I know Echo in the comics had a big relationship with Kingpin, but I wasn't necessarily sold. There was just something about it that I was like, mm, I don't know. There's the teases with Daredevil right now. They're really going to throw in Kingpin and they fucking did it. Sorry for cursing. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's that's been us talking all series because I text both of you about the show. I was like, hey, if they bring in King, Kingpin, I'm coming on the podcast. I need to. I am such a Daredevil fan. So I'm excited. I don't think, to answer your question, I know I just rambled a ton. I don't think the over-theorizing ruins it because it's fun week by week. And I think I'd say 50 to 60% of the fans don't see these things coming. They don't, uh, they don't know what's coming. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't see this coming, even though there was warning signs and like you guys pointed it out. I still was like, ah, yes. Yeah. I, I hear that. I, I do wonder that sometimes. Cause I know sometimes I, for one can definitely jump on these things. You know, last week I mentioned, uh, a specific character potentially that, uh, that Laura could be, you know, uh, Hawkeye's wife. And like, that's something that's like, sh do we wait? Or or do we say that stuff right when we think it? Because like, yeah, it is, it's fun to theorize and, and when they become true. But it's like, I do wonder if this Kingpin moment would have hit harder for me. I will say would have hit harder also if it wasn't just a cell phone image. Like, show us that meeting. <laughs> show us that meeting of, of them. I don't need to see a, a blurry stuff. It was like, really pixely. <laughs> That was, yeah, that's true. I think it was a little like strategic though, because there's still that question like, is this Vincent D'Onofrio? I don't oh, think it, it has to be. I mean, I don't think it truly is a question, but I think they wanted it to be a question. Yeah, right? that's so. why they did the Daredevil news, right? They the Daredevil news was a little misdirect. They were like, hey, keep an eye out, it's gonna be Charlie Cox, and then they're like, Haha, on the flip side, it's also Vincent. <laughs> and and for me, I won't like if they now if it's now like this trick and it's not you know. Uh, him I, to me that's a Ralph Boner moment where it's like they're really the reason I had issues with Ralph Boner to bring this back up was Marvel really pushed in our face like showing he had powers and the speed and stuff I was like hey look at this look at this this is definitely yes. you're all on the right track and so like for me that's where I have an issue and when I get upset at Marvel it's like you're you're setting us up for us to be the joke like we're the prank in those kind of things not not the 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 characters it's like you set up us for for overthinking stuff uh and so, like, but they also, like, fed it to us. They, they gave us lots of, of reasons for it. And so that's why with this, like, I think it is confirmed. Like, I, I, I would be very surprised if this was a, a Ralph situation. But it is he, even, he did yeah. say Kingpin by name. Sorry, yes. I, I, I wrote down in my notes. He said the word King, Kingpin. Right. Sorry. I guess I was getting at, is it a recast? Which I, again, I don't think it is. Because like, you can Vincent explain it with variants about. now. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, with I how much not. Vincent has been like, man, so excited for Hawkeye. Like early on, Vincent has been giving like trolling <laughs> with the tweets. He's been waiting for this moment. So I, I got to believe it's him. 
Okay, guys. Well, what do you say we we just go ahead and dive into this episode? Because uh, yes, the reveal is great, but there again, as we've alluded there's to, there's a lot there's more. Really great yeah, stuff. yeah. And I want to talk about this opening sequence because um, you know there's a lot of good. Obviously, we get Yelena back, and she's she's like hunting down Black Widows and trying to make them self aware again. Um, but Tommy, I think this was the coolest depiction of the blip that we had ever seen. This was so like when it happened oh, in the moment, yeah. I was like, oh, they're doing the blip thing. And then like as like the 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 paper on the wall or the paint started to like crackle away, I was like, holy crap. And it like like mm-hmm. just like that. It showed it from their perspective how they would experience it. And I was like so blown away by that. It was trippy. such a smart choice. Yeah. No, I, I love this opening. I think it's really, uh, it, it fills in a lot of blanks for like the Black Widow to hear. I think there was a lot of confusion around like why she was hunting Clint, what exactly. I think like doubling down on the whole assassin thing, I think was uh, was good here. I also wanted to say like with this intro, just a little, you know, off the Black Widow thing, but something that has been, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, um, in the logo, the Hawkeye logo, there's certain episodes that don't have arrows at the target and there's certain ones that do. And so like, I think that's an interesting note. It hmm. seems to be any episodes that Hawkeye and that Clint and uh, uh, Kate aren't together. If it's like, if it's an episode where they're not, their partnership is broken, there's no arrows, but if they're now a partnership, there's arrows in that. And I think this is an interesting, just shows the hmm. little details this show has been putting together. I like it. Yeah, Alex, what do you think about this whole uh, flashback here? I love, like you said, it was such a cool perspective of the blip. It was really just from her perspective. You know, one minute she's in the bathroom, and the next the bathroom is all changing, and she's like, what the hell is going on? And um, it really, I really like how we've been getting this kind of time jump. So there was Black Widow, which came after Black Widow had died. And then at the end of that, we see her talk to Julie Louis Dreyfus uh, for, and that's when she learns her sister's dead. And so this was like a moment before that, because she's like, "I gotta find Natasha. I gotta tell her I'm alive." And so it, it it made me. I was like, "Oh no, she doesn't know. Someone's gonna have to break the news to her because they just got so close. They just became so close. They were gonna go live their Sex in the City dream in New York, be sisters together, and." Um, so that was brutal to see too. I like the perspective of the blip and I got a little emotional at the end. I was like, Oh, she doesn't know her sister's gone. Well, let me get nitpicky here. Um, would anybody actually know that black widow is dead at this point? Probably not yet because well, obviously we have, uh, she just got back. Right. So the snap has just happened. Yeah, exactly. And, but just before that, like, uh, I mean, only probably a few days black widow had sacrificed herself i don't know that that would be like in the news at that point i don't think it was i if i remember correctly i don't think they mentioned black widow in that flashback she mentions it later as like yeah my sister died during this but i don't think anyone i don't think the the other girl told her no no she didn't no she didn't tell her but i was just like someone's gonna have to and that's always yeah yeah no i in this like i mean there's two parts of this episode that i had do nitpick one here and one at the end. The one here is I just felt like her friend, the other black widow should have acted a little more like the, like this is five years of like everyone hoping the blip gets undone, like not real thinking they will ever come back. And she just seemed a little too chill. And it was like, yeah, you should be an assassin. Now she just got back from five years. <laughs> you're just like, 
Yep, you should be that. Do you remember that conversation we had five years ago? Doubling <laughs> <laughs> down on it. Like, it was a little too. Like, I she was like, money. You need money. Money, money, <laughs> money. I know you've been gone for five years, but now that you're back, money. God, capitalistic yeah. society, man. I Always know. focused it, on the job. And she might have needed to use the bathroom. We don't know if what if she had to use the bathroom <laughs> before the blip. Then it happens. Does she still have to use the bathroom five years later? I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, does it reset the bladder after you've been blipped? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. That's, That's a good classic. question. No, I bet you there's probably people mid bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, what how does that work? Like, like, or people that, like blipped in the airplane. Are you are you still? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're screwed. Oh no. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, but yeah, I really like the opening scene. Um, and but like, what what I really like now is they are just like all in on like if you're a Marvel fan, you're a Marvel fan. They just are tying whatever to whatever they want. They don't really give a damn. Like the fact that they introduced Kang in Loki, they were like, ha ha ha, keep up nerds. Like <laughs> they, they are not giving a damn about the casual fan anymore. And I, I, I for one like it because I, I do lean on the more, like I watch everything. Uh, I've watched most of everything. I wouldn't say I've watched everything, but I've watched most of everything. And they've got me hooked on these shows, these Disney plus shows. Um, I was iffy in the beginning but they've got me hooked now. I really well, didn't think I was going to enjoy Hawkeye Saves Christmas, but it's been so pleasant. It's been so fun. It's been so good. Of that point, Bruce, I think it's because, like, if we think about the TV, you know, one of your favorites, Daredevil, all those, they didn't really influence the world of the MCU. No. All those old TV shows, they were kept... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is basically being uh, considered like it didn't happen now. Um, no, a lot of these sh- Yeah, and so, like, it is interesting. Like, you look at these shows... So far, all of them have had impactful things like you would see in the movies. Almost more than yeah. some, like, Shang-Chi really didn't, has a little bit, but not a ton that's impacting. But then you got Loki, that, like, that's literally introducing King, the who we think is the big bad of the entire universe, was introduced in a TV show. Like, it's just showing that, like you said, these Disney Plus shows are, are bigger deals, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. that they're, I am, they're too. Happy. But, well, like, we my... get Yelena, we're getting the introduction to Kingpin again. It's great. It's great they're mixing it all in. They really are just like, these are all our characters. They will appear where we want. And, and here I go being, like, skeptical about really great things, uh, like theorizing <laughs> and um, how everything ties together. I was talking to a friend recently, and they were like, I would love to get into Marvel, but, like, that's like a that's like two years of commitment to catch up. Like yeah, like if, like based on how a standard person would watch movies and television. Like yeah, it's a mess. Like I feel like at some point it's like uh, uh, all of us Marvel fans are just gonna die, and like the whole other generation is like I'm not watching forty movies. So. It's an interesting point. I I like to believe there are some things you can jump in on, and I think that's what they try to make the movies more is like you can jump in this movie without knowing too much but these TV shows they're like you know what these are our, these are our people watching these TV shows week by week we're just going to mix in like the fact that this is like like i said this is going to be the new hawkeye and black widow like origin story and they're going to be saving the universe in like avengers 8 or whatever you know what i mean yes yeah, I do. From my point of view, again, having a lot of the knowledge, so I I, I do think these shows and movies in general, Marvel does a good job of like even if you're not a fan um, or know anything about the world, it's still a good movie as it's told. Like I always talk about my story is I took my aunt to see uh, 
Infinity uh, Wars. Uh, you know, Infinity. And she had no idea, but she still like got the plot of that movie. She under like at the end, I talked to her through it, and she was like, "Yeah, I understand what's happening. Thanos, bad guy. He's doing all this stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, that's really all." You, like she still understood. So I I do give people or give Marvel credit of like they do a good job of like there's these small things that are there for us that are there for the people that know a little bit more of the comics. But I do think the stories can still hold without it. Like, yeah, you might be confused here of like, what's the black widows? How does that really work? There's, you know, but you still get the context of it, which is she is, uh, you know, Hawkeye's black widow, Natasha sister. That is the main things you really need to know in this, uh, all the other backstory of black widow. You don't really need to know that they don't already tell you, you know, paid assassin. Uh yeah, have they really clarified though? I know we've gotten some flashbacks, but have they really clarified to anybody that may not have watched Endgame that Hawkeye didn't actually kill Black Widow? I mean, have we gotten mm. that explanation? Probably not. That's, we all because that's it. like but a you're massive... right. Like if you're, yeah. But again, the the shows are for us, and I am glad because I think they do realize that like uh, the standard movie going person is probably not investing six hours of their life to watching the show. So again, uh, I, I like your point. The movies can be reserved for more casual fans and this stuff it's hardcore you better have watched endgame for god's sake. yeah <laughs> um, no i'm into it though i really like it what did you guys think of yelena in street clothes was that weird to you guys at all <laughs> she looked uh, like she went to like a salvation army or like <laughs> a goodwill like she just grabbed whatever clothes around it's so i almost good. was like wait that's not her that's <laughs> like oh okay no it is her it is her yeah, she's dressed like my best friend's mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like wait, that, that takes us into their important conversation, the Macaroni Girls Night, as it will be forever dubbed. But yes, yeah, let, let's let's talk about this um, because yeah. this is uh, this well. There is so was much... sorry, yeah. What... There was the scene with his, uh, her mom and and Kate that I think was kind of important because it like sets up a lot of that plot line we can do it at whatever way no, just... go for it you definitely what? called that tommy the mom yeah, yeah let's let's stop let's stop down here actually because this is uh this is kind job. of important where they're getting there's a lot of like uh cleaning up uh like wounds in this series like a lot of focus on bandages i love it and, that's like, realistic i love it, it don't is. don't you dare bash all the wounds on their face because i've noticed it and i love it and i'm like yes no, they're taking they're taking hits every battle i love it the wounds are realistic, but it's like a lot of like recovery, like a lot of like, <laughs> let's put some Neosporin on and talk. At least it's not like the typical action hero movie where it's like the damsel in distress, like hearing a healing or hero. And then they end up like banging after. <laughs> it's just the one thing I think they could show a little bit more of how like wore down, but it is showing a little more banging. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> sorry. I had to. It wasn't enough for you, Tommy. I just <laughs> but i do think this scene is important like the fact that it is the opening like after we get uh the the black widow stuff but then it's like completely a new thing and it's all dealing with the the fallout of kate and and clint and like them breaking apart and like the pacing of this i thought was really fun of both their interactions with um like i i thought it was just interesting and then freaking eleanor yeah i did call it you called that just she was sus from the beginning I, did, I, you know, we can get into Jack and what we think he's, you know, going. I think I that think was he's a, red a patsy. I, I think, think he's a, a patsy. Herring. He's a patsy. Yeah. I think Eleanor set his ass up. As soon as he was getting handcuffed, I'm jumping ahead a little, but as soon as he was getting handcuffed, 
I, I text O'Rear and I go, oh my God, the mom is evil. Yeah. I, uh, I, one of those things again, Tommy, you said it. And I was like, he's over theorizing. I was like, Jack's the bad guy. He's well, got me, a sword. Jack stabbed him. I am curious about this. Cause yeah, I don't think there's any debate at this point of what happened here. But my question, Tommy is, has Eleanor always been using Jack as a setup or oh. was it Yolanda or uh, sorry, um, Kate who put the seed in her ear by warning? Like what was this always her plan? Was I Jack think he's going, time? so it's two ways, right? Because he says he doesn't know about Sloan. He said he, you know, we're going a little ahead, but it's like he had, he had some funny lines there. I it think was. he was. I think, I think that he, there's two ways we could look at it. It's either that he is part of it and she's, she's um, blowing the whistle on him to get Kate off her back. I could see that way. It's like, she's, he's the, but why wouldn't he just out her there if that's mm-hmm. the case? He didn't, so it makes me feel like he's complete. He's just a funny duddy who seems to like swords. He is the swordsman, yeah. but I don't think they're going with that storyline here. I think, I think it's a red herring. So we all, the over theorizers, were like, "Yes, yeah, swordsman," and focus on that, not looking at the fact that Eleanor was right there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love this scene of like how touching it was. Like again, like they are having that nice, like as much as we're, now she's evil and it changes things. She does care about her. It's okay. very apparent. Yes. You could see it in her eyes. I noticed this is the one thing I noticed and it wasn't a line or anything. So it's, it's hard to talk about, but after Kate talks about her and Hawkeye breaking up and her mom just like looks devastated and crushed for her. Cause she like knows that's her hero, but I probably had like some part in that, like, by scaring him off like it was a really good just acting moment like her face said everything i needed to to hear if you if you will yeah yeah no it's a there was a lot of tears in this episode and it really broke my heart seeing seeing kate come home and being like basically he dumped me mom aren't you i bet you're glad and i'm just like oh god no no this is horrible it's exactly what it was um but yeah, so anything else on that, Tommy? Did we? Uh... I think that touches. I think it's just important to show that, like, clearly there's going to be a fallout of this for Eleanor. But I think there is, like, it's it is. I think the focus and part of what they're going to get into of why she went down the path she did and, and joined Kingpin and became like you know part of his team is to protect Kate. That's it's always been her goal. And her eyes getting in bed with you know metaphorical bad wow. guys. <laughs> with Kingpin. Hold on is, now. <laughs> Kingpin is very good at getting people to work with him against their will, usually by like blackmail, coercion. So while she's doing evil things, I think there is a chance she is not like an evil person. She could it, owe money. That's like a big Kingpin thing. Is he gets like good people by money usually. He 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 suckers them in. He's like, I'll pay your medical bills. Yeah, it's Anything. hard to imagine that we're getting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's hard to, to imagine that. Yeah, we're getting like Eleanor and like evil villain garb and like like we're Maybe, getting the Agatha. She's like, Mephisto. Oh my god! <laughs> well, a it's been in name. front of us the whole time. A different uh, name, maybe. Yeah. Well, here's. Oh. I mean, like, I've talked about before. She does have like evil, like you know. Obviously, they switch a lot with her character in the comics she's the one that dies dies early on not the dad and then she comes back as this villain um i believe the name is madame mask um and so like it is this whole thing um and like she's like working against kate so like i could see 
I could see a form of her actually being evil, evil. And like the, the justification is like, listen, the world was destroyed and I needed, we needed help. I went to Kingpin and like, this is what we had to create. I had to do what I had to do to protect you. God, I, I love Kingpin. Yeah. I love him so much. I'm so excited for this episode next week solely for him. He could have two lines. He could be the whole episode. I'm so excited. He is so good at this role. And those people who have watched Daredevil, I cannot endorse it enough. It is three seasons, but it's so good. And he's a huge part of why it's so good. I also love that, like, his big, like, uh, front for one of the big fronts is this used car lot. And just the fact that, like, one of the most iconic uh, Kingpin scenes is his introduction with the the car door. Stay Mm -hmm. away from him in car doors. Do not get near him in a car door. Um, Okay, well, so the next scene, we actually get another one. It's not as important, um, but it's Echo and Kazi. I just want to note down, stop down here a second. They're also cleaning and licking their wounds here, so... (laughs) Um, you were right there is a lot of that going on <laughs> um but yeah again not a whole lot to discuss there but I, let, let's get to the mac and cheese scene i'm i'm excited to talk this about there's a, a yeah. lot of there's a lot of stuff in the scene going on and it's it's juicy it's great tommy what's your well what do you got what's your takeaway give us it all yeah i mean the chemistry between these two actresses mm. is like we had to see a duo show of them. Like th- 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 it's going to be Movie. Hawkeye and Black Widow. Movie, Movie, yeah. It's it's just so like they're back forth. One of my favorite lines is when she's like, "Yeah, you could have killed me." And she's like, "Yeah, like right." They wouldn't even close the door. That's how good. Like they're both like, "Yeah, you would have." <laughs> like it's so good. Um, and I think for me, it, it didn't feel a little like, "What's the catch here?" And I wish she it would have been like, uh, Elena was doing this to like get more information out of Kate and didn't feel like I don't really know what the purpose of the combo was other than just I like, think that's what it was to get more yeah. info on Hawkeye. But what did she get out of this? But what, she what? didn't. She just yeah. didn't get anything out of it. And yeah, I guess so it, it was a lot of warming up like warming her up, telling her why she's doing what she's doing and then uh, like like classic you anti-hero yeah. stuff. You classic empathize with me now stuff. and give me what you got. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Okay. I love this scene because like I said, it feels like an origin story for something. The chemistry between these two were great. They didn't necessarily get along, but like you said, they didn't necessarily fight with each other either. I texted, so Hawkeye a few episodes ago was like, the best shot you ever took, and he's like, the shot I didn't take. And I noticed, I know you hate it, but I noticed in the recap, Kate lines up a shot to take out Yelena and doesn't take it, and it's the shot she didn't take. And I think oh, we saw it and they undersold cool. it to us. It was like a low key moment. And these two are going to team up, save the world or something. And that's going to be Kate Bishop's best shot was the one she didn't take. Cause they joked about it. They were, she was like, I should have shot you up there. I should have killed you up there. And Elaine is like, you can't kill me, but she had her dead to right. She had an arrow in her face and she didn't take the shot. And yeah. so I, I, I love that because that conversation cemented like, just the legacy I can feel these two are going to have. It, it, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, I think that's the yeah. franchise. We're talking <laughs> about, right? um, no, so I want to point out another little tidbit here. Um, and again, I've talked, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's it like, I don't believe uh, it is a coincidence that this episode is coming out a day before Spider-Man um, for oh. maybe obvious reasons, but less obvious reasons here is uh, Yelena mentions the new and improved statue of Liberty. Uh, it was a very quick line, but I was like, we saw it in the Spider-Man trailer. So it's like, it's cool. Like, 
And yeah. that's gonna we'll see that tomorrow. So I'm super stoked for that. This is um, the day before Spider-Man. And I didn't think about that. They they released Kingpin into the world. And what else are they going to release into the world tomorrow? Exactly. I don't think this is. And here's the thing. Like a lot of these Marvel shows, they've been premiering back to back to back. This one had a break. It seemed like they kind of like picked this one up and put it closer to Spider-Man mm. for a reason. So, well, and um, listen, you can see some Hawkeye stuff. I know at least one thing that I've seen in, in a Spider-Man thing. I think it's so funny. I won't say now, but uh, I think there is a Hawkeye need to be before uh, uh, Spider-Man is what I believe. He yes. had to save Christmas so Spider-Man didn't have to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I love this conversation. I think this is what... I, it almost felt like a climax to me. I almost wished it was like the end of an episode. Like there was some tension, but like not... I don't know. It was good. It was really good. It was the standout of the episode to me. But it wasn't the only great thing that happened, which, you know, is hard to do. Yes. This was the uh, sorry. I, I just had a thought. This was the episode that made me. I'm always like, could this have been a movie, or did they need six episodes? And this was the one where I was like, okay, they needed six episodes. This was important. They needed to fit all this in. This is good. Yeah, I also like that it's not eight episodes. Like you didn't need to like really drag it out. The, and and also like it's and that's what's going to be hard about when it comes to like when I like I really like to rank things. I want to like rank all the TV shows, but it's like how do I yeah. rank this because. It's like I know what it's gonna do. It's 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 gonna give us some some uh, resolution from uh, Black Widow. It's gonna introduce a new character in Kate Bishop. Uh, it's gonna kind of close out Clint's story a little bit. It's also gonna lead into the Echo series, right? It's like it's like a spider web, and this is like the center of the spider web. And yeah. it's like how how can I how can I say this is the best of all of them when you need to look at the entire web? You know, yeah, when it's so. such a setup. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, um, I you like mentioned it. something there. Can I ask you guys a question? Sorry to yes. cut you off, Tommy. No, I was, I'm so rude. Sorry. Um, there was the phone call between Clint and his wife in this episode, and this was the first glint I got of a possibility that Clint might not make it home in Christmas for Christmas. Do you think Clint might die in this? I did say from the beginning I could see it, and it's a good way to get him out of Kate, so Kate can have this partnership with Elena. But if Elena can't kill Clint, otherwise, there's no way they'd be partners after that, right? Like, it's but like ma maybe else. it's setting up like a a beef because think about it: Clinton, Black Widow have fought each other multiple times. I don't know. I don't know. I there was there was I, this is the first time I was like. Oh my God, is he going to die? He's ready for this. This is, I'm going a little off track here. I'm sorry. He was scared of Kingpin, which I think is like important is like, we've never seen these two characters interact, but he was like, I do not want to fight this guy. Like even he was scared of him and he's a goddamn yeah. Avenger. Well here, I get, I guess my thought is, um, Tommy, there was a point where I was like, uh, I think it was episode three when uh, Echo was like talking to like she she wants her revenge on Ronan and it's like yeah he kind of got away with it but it was like did he really like if he killed like how how can he be redeemed from this right and my thought my thought at the time was like that might be like maybe this he maybe he needs to go you know he did a lot of bad things he needs to pay the consequences maybe he has to die but l listen now and I'm gonna jump around we're jumping around like crazy so might as That's well. Fine. Um, there's a conversation later between Echo and Kazi that kind of alludes to the fact that uh, Kazi might have been. Oh, no, definitely. To, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, with what that did, he, said, did he turn her in? He turned in her father? 
Well, he was the informant. It's played as Kingpin and him were wanted, yeah, wanted to get their father out of the way, and so that's why he's so hesitant on all this. He's like, "Look, drop it, (laughs) drop it." But but and here, oh. and, and that's the thing. my point is Yelena's upset with him, Echo's upset with him, but he he's never done anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong to any of these people. If all if that is true, he's never done anything wrong. So my thought is like it's just hard to imagine that's the way he's gonna go out. Like is being Kate's for mom is mad at him. Kate's mom is also mad at him. For well, what she wants him to stay away from so, she she hired a black widow assassin. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, because he's he's like snooping around, but he's doing like the good he's thing, right? Snooping around. Exactly. Well, I, I, I mean, from the villain's perspective, he's doing has, bad things. He literally has so many different avenues of death right now, and I think the only <laughs> one that would be like karmic or whatever would be like if Echo did it. I just don't see how they then make an Echo TV show off. I think this Echo. Is going down. They made a Hawkeye show after Ronan killed people for five years. Sure, but it wasn't someone we, but it wasn't people we cared about. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this is why I don't think Clint dies as much. What if it's Kingpin? What if it's Kingpin? He did it, and we just hate him. We're like, no. It could be. My only thought is like the jumping around again, but the speech, and we'll we'll talk about more. But the speech he gives at the the memorial talking to Nat. And mm. the fact he's oh, like, that was the a great scene too. And that yeah. was right after the Mac and cheese, not right after, but I was like, Oh, they're talking to the duos. Sorry, go on. No. And, and so for me that when he said, I am working every day to like make up for like, like to make sure your, your loss isn't, it doesn't go to waste. And so if he dies right after it completely negates, uh, mm. black, black widow died so he could have a life. And like, if he uh, then, okay. If, if he then dies, it completely negates that. And like they brought okay. it up already in the episode that I feel like they want you to think there's a chance he could die, but I, I, I gotta believe that he's gonna make it out so he can. He, he can sold think. me. He's gonna make it home for Christmas in time. It's it, like, especially that first phone call we get where they're like, you have five days. Like, that is like, so, like, of course he's gonna pull <laughs> it off. Like, it's just like the Disney thing to do. What if it would be so, would it not be so sad though if they were going to a funeral? Like, uh, this is how it should end. Hawkeye should die. Uh, uh, Kate should kill her mother, but these are just things that will never happen. Well, I, I don't think he does. I'll say, I don't think he makes it home for Christmas. I think they, <gasps> they come to him. I think, oh, I think we find cute. out that we find out Laura couldn't leave because again i'm pretty convinced she was an agent of some kind especially after the the next conversation she comes in and like it's like a big deal because now she's exposed now she's out again the people that were after her know she's actually alive and that's how the series uh, like ends for them but like again they come they come to help you know yeah i can see that i really loved i know i'm jumping back a little i loved the scene of clint talking to the memorial first off i paused on the memorial i loved reading that it just makes it feel so real in the real world. You know what I mean? That's one thing I've always appreciated about Marvel from the beginning is they really try to entrench it in like as much of reality as possible. There's going to be things that are super sci-fi elements or whatever, but like that memorial is like such a nice touch. And then that speech he gives where he was like, I'm trying to make up for it. And I like that he takes out his hearing aid. He's like, I'm just, I'm talking with you, you and me. I don't want any of this noise it was agreed agreed except for you have an assassin after you (laughs) you're turning off your hearing aid like (laughs) that's a good point you got hey you got a good point my friend but for the drama of the scene 
he he understood the assignment. He was like, "This is gonna be yeah. way cooler if I can't hear anything <laughs> besides her and me." I guess that was my one issue with the latest. Like, <laughs> what are you doing this whole episode? Like you, like I guess she was like gathering more information potentially, but like she doesn't know where he is. She was able to find Kate Bishop's apartment. She you told me, yeah, but Kate Bishop has like a, a lease. Kate Bishop ha- pays bills that have addresses. Like you can do digging. Like Clint doesn't have a house in New York. Yeah, I just yeah, I hear you. I just she, she doesn't know about the LARPers. She doesn't know about you think Elena. She found him on Roman a random off rooftop. knows about the LARPers. She found him on a random rooftop when they were going to Maya's apartment and just happened to uh, was tracking them that whole time. Yeah, you I'm giving her more credit. Good point. Okay. Yeah. I, I do want to. I want to piggyback off these larpers because I, I do. I'm. I think the, here's my gripe. This is the weirdest part of the episode. Of all places, for him to go lay low is this just larper <laughs> he met the other day. Like you know, superhero. You know, celebrities. You know, you know everybody. Like you're Hawkeye. Why are you hanging out with this dude? I think also, that's the, the point, though. Is like no one would ever expect it. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta imagine Avengers have safe houses in every city, right? Like, you gotta imagine they have places they can lay low at. Um, Clint is such a, I know a guy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I know a guy. And they're like, how? And he's like, I fought with him once in New York, and it's like the LARPer. Like, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, I did battle with him. Um, I really think, what I appreciate about this Hawkeye series is Clint is so much like the human of the group. I know Black Widow was, but something about her is just like superhero-esque. I know Tony's the human of the group, but he's like a genius. Clint is literally like such an everyman. You know what I mean? He's literally shooting arrows. Like his scene in, uh, like his line in um, Age of Ultron, when he's like, this is crazy and I'm shooting arrows right now. He's like, look, look at me. Every I'm shooting arrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's why I like the show is like, I like that they're playing into that. It's it's the one thing I liked about like showing his family. Again, it makes him like yeah. when they did that in Age of Ultron, which I had so many issues with Age of Ultron. But uh, yeah, we uh, oh, we can yeah, offline, yeah, offline. But uh, it, it is like it shows that he is different than the others. You know, even even yeah. Black Widow. It's like the whole thing with Natasha was like she's sacrificing a life for this and hawkeye is yeah. trying to do both and i think that's really interesting and something like that is more intriguing with like more knowledge about his wife and that kind of stuff is like we're getting more information i don't know if it makes it like i think i think i like if she's i think i liked the idea that his wife wasn't an agent and just like was all on board even though she's just a normal human too uh so i, I guess that's still true if she's bobby but it, it does change it slightly from you have like well, of course you, ha- you have a super like a partner that's also incredible like of course she she can also fight and be an agent uh but i, I like this scene i liked how like in the way you said there's a lot of bandaging up uh i i do think it's interesting we got all Ooh, three emotional bandaging up too we got Ooh. all three's perspective of after that battle. We got Maya's perspective. We got Kate's perspective and Clint's perspective in and, Yelena's, and but it's like, we got um, all of what they did immediately after. And like, again, almost in symmetry, they're all banned at the end of the day. They may yeah. all be different, but they're all bandaging. Each other. They're all human. They're all, you know, ah! they're all, That's I think good. there That's is good. coolness there and, and going to grills. Yeah. I mean, grills is his neighbor in the comics. So that definitely why, but if you, if we nitpick, I'm like, yeah, why are you going to grills? Like this makes no sense. Because pizza dog's there. That's, that's why you'd have to get the pizza dog back. But that's, that's not even on. his dog. Yeah, like, he just, yeah, it's the team dog. How dare you, Michael? 
I guess. So if, <laughs> um, if I get a, a a a cat, can it be like a pot, another cat? Get like a podcast cat, and then do me and Michael yeah. Duel share it? Like I have to ship it to him and like. No, well, see, this is what Tommy. This is the better analogy. They're here. both this is out like, superheroing, and whoever's not superheroing is taking care of Pizza Dog. Okay, Tommy, this is like if you and I had like a horrible breakup. We we disbanded the podcast, and then like I flew to California to like pick up your cat from the vet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you think it's her dog, and so you think he's like he has no claim to the dog. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess maybe a little bit, but whatever. It's the I still would have been like, I don't know this guy that well. Like, he can hang out with my dog a little longer. I'm just gonna prolong this and go. Do Kate like, didn't come to pick up pizza dog. She didn't save him from the street this time. Just left him sad. at grills. Yeah, she was pretty sad about <laughs> her and uh, Clint breaking up. Yeah. Um, I don't. Well, know, well, it's just been understated. But Florence Pugh is amazing in this role. Yeah. She is like, I am totally cool with her taking Scarlett Johansson's place in this universe. At yeah. first I was like, mm, that's cheesy. And the more I watch her, I'm like, God damn, I love her. It's like, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I totally agree. I'm at a loss for words. Uh, Florence Pugh is the greatest. And again, this is like why I can like defend my love for the Black Widow movie. It's all her. I mean, she's the yeah. best part. She, she, any, any complaints you have, it's like, but Yelena. It's, yeah. it's so great well, so. and it's cheesy but it's cheesy because she's like a foreigner almost like i love how they really played up this like international foreigner tourist vibe from her in this way she's like i'm in new york for the first time what do we yeah. <laughs> and like when she was trying to be a typical american girl where she's like oh my gosh you're probably thinking like that that whole thing she it's just the way she says it's very like stoic but also not stoic at the same she has this this natural ability to like She's being expressive without being expressive. If that makes sense, it's good. Yeah. So I'm into it. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about this next scene here. Yeah. Um, we touched on uh, jumping around all over the place, but uh, the the tracksuits. We get a little more of the tracksuits. I think this is like the funniest part of maybe the entire. They're talking about brass knuckles, and <laughs> I want to touch on this because uh, they have a good I point. Where did brass knuckles go? No, you keep them in your pocket, but like no one's suspicious if you reach into your pocket and you could just like sneak them on. Like when no one's looking or you keep it like up your sleeve. I don't know. I think they were underselling the brass knuckle because they're going to end up punching someone anyways. Adding the brass knuckle is only going to increase your damage. I know. I agree with that. Like the concept. And, and here's the thing. It's not like an outdated technology. They haven't like improved punching better than the brass knuckle, <laughs> right? It's not yeah. like they came out with the iPhone version of the brass knuckle and the brass knuckles <laughs> like the Nokia. No, brass yeah. knuckles are still as good as they used to be. The thing is, you don't see them in pop culture anymore. Or, yeah, or you know, I'm not like a street thug that constantly gets in fights. Maybe they use them. I don't know. But I haven't the seen world brass has knuckles. changed. There's aliens. There's. I've like, seen a. <laughs> I've seen a grenade. I've never seen brass knuckles. That's kind of what I love about Daredevil, though. Not to bring it back to my favorite Marvel TV show <laughs> of all time, is he is just like beating up bad guys with brass knuckles. Essentially, he like it's so fun to watch. I can't say this enough. If you have not watched Daredevil, watch it. Please, please, yeah. please do yourself a favor. It's so good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, this is where Clint uh, shoots uh, the the messenger arrow, I guess, through the windshield. And <laughs> that so, was so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. What an um, underwhelming arrow. It just. And it opens up a little compartment. And then no, that one guy—it's so, it's, like, it's he's so never, oddly specific. He's never then, done stuff like this before. We're like, uh, where, where were all these arrows before? Like, all of a sudden, now he's got all these cute little situational. Well, because the, bu the, the budget was being spent on a giant green man and like all this. Yeah, other stuff. So. <laughs> uh, 
No, but I, I, I also love the guy in this who's like, but we're not Maya. Like, you dumb dumb. <laughs> like, so All right, ready for this, though? I get that was the joke, but I also was like, yeah, why did he shoot it at them and not Maya? <laughs> it's almost I was like, like they had the brass knuckles do it. Yeah. They didn't know where to fit the brass knuckle jokes. They're like, all right, we'll just, I guess this is a good well, spot. He was probably afraid if he uh, went after Maya, she would just chase after him. She wouldn't even wait till to meet him. She'd be like, no, I want to go after you now. As opposed to the thugs, they're not, they're not a threat to him. They're not. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I love that the note is like kind of in third person. He's like, Maya, go to the place where you met the Ronin for the first time. And it was like, okay. But then he just shows up as the Ronin. Wouldn't you instantly be like, oh, so it was you, Clint. I knew it. That's a good point. Yeah, it I was, I was confused. Like, it was, yeah. Also, I'm sure you guys asked like, me on the podcast because like, I'm the Ronin of podcasting, right? Yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah that's exactly. what they call me on the streets. It, it, feels, it feels very much like in the, you know, they kind of did in the movie, but less so in the in the comics. It's like for years, you know, uh, Iron Man was known as Tony's bodyguard. It's like at a certain point, you got to put it together. Yeah. It's like if, if Hawkeye's clear, constantly like delivering messages for Ronan, at a certain point, he's just yeah. Ronan. <laughs> I was so happy when when uh, Kate Bishop put it together. I also am just, this is a weird observation, and I'm sorry, I'm literally all over the place, but like Kate Bishop literally sounds a lot like Clint Barton, like syllables and, and like they sound very similar. Clint Barton, Kate Bishop. I mean, they don't even like, like it would almost be easy for them to have like the same initials even, but they don't. <laughs> it's, like, it's close, but that's, it's, it's cute. That's why it sounds, they have like sound, the f same first sounds, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this Echo scene though, because again, uh, one of my favorite characters in this entire series has been Setting Echo. I think TV series. I didn't know this. I just learned today. O'Rear told me that Echo is getting her own TV series after this. They that? are just going all in on this, and I think what I love about all the tie-ins and all the things they're doing is it. It's so true to, and like it feels just like comic books. Like it really feels like how they use these characters in their comic books. They just you know, sometimes if a character gets popular, they're like, all right, you're getting your own series and maybe some people we know will be in it. It's fun. It's it's different. Um, we've never seen anything like this and it's it's unique. I, I'm yeah. liking what they're doing with all these different TV shows. And then Echo's show is interesting because it's like, I think they're diving into the grittiness of New York, right? Like like the Defenders did in, in Marvel. Oh, like, I, I think, go back to Daredevil, but no, yes. No, <laughs> but I do think Echo is going to be a Daredevil. I, I think Kingpin's 100% going to be oh, the main Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He's going to be in that. <gasps> they're setting and him up for that. And that's where Echo and Daredevil are. I'm calling it. That's where Echo and Daredevil are going to meet. A blind superhero and a deaf superhero? Come on. Come on. Yeah. This, this stuff is, writes itself. That series was made to, to tie in the Daredevil stuff and start bringing that stuff slowly in. So it's exciting to see. And, you know, I obviously we're getting Kingpin in Hawkeye, but I, I, I think he's he's the, the bigger threat on the horizon as opposed to like Eleanor, who's right in front of them. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, no, we get, we get like a, a very cool fight scene here. Um, uh, a couple couple little things happen, but really, it's yeah, it's the Ronin showing up to um, kind of put a stop to this, right? And do you like this strategy? He's like, I'm done. I'm just telling her, like, I'm Ronin, and if you come for me, you're dead. Do you like that strategy? Do you think it's that's gonna cool. work? I don't know if it's smart, but it's cool. <laughs> just go to your grave, like I'm not Ronin. I'm not Ronin. I don't know what to tell you. I'm well, not Ronin. Yeah, and I love that. Like, again, like we we kind of touched over it. We touched over the the 
the uh, monument and him like talking to Nat, which was cute. But then we also had the phone call with with Laura, his wife, mm, and like she's just like, important. yeah, because you know she does say she's like I. What was the line she said? Something of like, I'll understand more than anyone. Anyone. And that, oh, damn, Tommy, you and these theories. Maybe she was an agent. I kind of like it if she's just like a normal Joe Schmo, like the rest of his family. I, and it's just, I do it, too. It's Hawkeye. He was. He's there in the Battle of New York. It goes back to like the the musical. Like he was there. He knows what happened. He's like that guy wasn't there. Ant Man wasn't there at all. R- regardless, I just love how supportive she is. Like is the fact that yeah. like, I don't even need to know what your plan is. I just trust you. It's the right plan. Like I, I the know your heart. And, great. Yeah, I just really love their relationship and like. It's a really healthy relationship, uh, you know, from Very what we're strong. saying. Very strong. Well, I've always, uh, Linda Cardellini is absolutely incredible. And I've always oh, thought it was complete her. bullshit that she's completely been sidelined as just the wife, you know? And, and even in this show, the fact that, like, I feel like it's just not a good look that, like, her only, if she's not, like, a big character, which I'm totally on this board as well. Um, it's just, it's not a good look that like her only action is like answering the phone and hanging with the kids. <laughs> well, because you know? she's it's only like, easy, easy to shoot. <laughs> she doesn't need to be. And yeah. she's only been on the farm. Listen, all her, why was she not with them in New York at the beginning? Right. Because she can't leave the farm because she isn't, has to be there. She can't go oh. to New York with the kids. Why would the kid, like if she was able to, why wouldn't she go with the kids? They're literally traveling. She's got a Roman like past of her own. Oh, That's she could have a Ronin like past. Okay, Ronette. Okay. You're, you're Ronette. <laughs> you're selling me, Tommy. I'm into this. Yeah. I really okay. And this goes back. This is like the whole theme of probably the series, but this episode really hit it. And it goes back to the mac and cheese conversation when Kate's like, "He's a hero. He's an Avenger." And Yelena's like, "He's killed so many people. How can you say that?" Like Yelena doesn't view herself as a hero. Whereas like Nat, eventually she kind of struggled with that too. I think she got to that place where she's like, no, I am an Avenger. I'm a hero where Yelena's like, no, 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 no. He's a murderer for hire. He's not a hero. And it, it goes, ah, just, I love this whole thing of like his family all gets blipped away and he just goes on like a murderous rampage, just like he was murdering like evil guys. Like, I think that's also important. Like while he was like murdering a ton of people, these were not good guys. These were not good people. Well, let me ask you the difference here because Kate Bishop has killed a a handful of gangsters in the (laughs) series thus far. What's the difference? Of course she's going to defend them. She's like, yeah, I did did this. I blew up a van full of them. What do you, I mean, Oh, every superhero has killed someone. Like I think unless it's yeah, I think unless it's like the Batman thing where that's like his code, where he's like, I don't kill people. Uh, Go for it. Like you're a superhero, you got to do what you got to do at at certain point. As long as they're not like killing randomly and unjustly, like like an Omni Man or a, you know what I mean. Like there's a line. If they're killing in the name of justice, whatever. Go at it. I say. I do think it is important, like that convo, because it is something that Hawkeye has been. T- the big part of the show is like Kate keeps telling the line. Him, like, you are the hero. You are, and he's like, "Listen, I'm a weapon that was pointed in the right direction." That's yeah. that's what I he considers himself. He's like he never has seen himself as a hero too, which I think is interesting. It's like in his eyes, he was just he has one. He's made for one reason, and he just happened to fall in the right hands, and that's like why he was successful. But then once the blip happened, he was just out, and he was able to do it. He was just he let the vengeance take over him. Um, I think it's an interesting theme that they're playing with this idea of like what defines a hero. And he like, was like an arrow on a straight path, but after the blip, he had no purpose. He was just like all over the place. Yes. Okay. Um, so the boomerang. A silly question. Yeah, boomerang arrow. What do you guys think? Like, 
about the whole rebranding. Like, if you went through like something huge in your life, if you were just Hawkeye, would you be like, "I'm Ronan now"? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, why'd you give yourself a new name? Like, I don't. Eh, did he know people were gonna come back? And he's like, "I gotta keep these identities secret, <laughs> uh, separate." Yeah, I don't. I, I just. I, I feel like we don't know enough about the Ronan days. Like maybe this is like the maybe it's like the, the classic uh, mm-hmm. Iron Man thing where he picks up the newspaper and he's like, "Oh, Iron Man, that has a nice ring to it." Type thing, you know? I think it was like he he rechanged himself so that you know he didn't care about himself, but maybe like the other Avengers, he could have. What he was doing was mm-hmm. such a, a he was he didn't want to tarnish their legacy. Yeah, when he was making a lot of enemies, like what if someone goes after that them to get at Clint? You know, if Clint's like out in the open about like, yeah, it's me killing everyone. There's a lot of loose ends that he could, like people could go after. Obviously, not his family at that time because they were already flipped. But you know, there is there is maybe the sense of he had to be mysterious about it. Just he still cared about other people. So, do you guys have anything else on the uh, Echo and Clint scene, mm. or that no, this whole fight though. scene in general? Good fight scene. Clint yeah. could have offed her, but he didn't because he's turned over a new leaf. And he yeah, gave think- her nugget of information. Like it is like that. She, it seems like an offhand she comment. Questioned but it definitely- it with Tazi, she questioned it right away. Yeah. So it's like, that's clearly her path. Right. And that is like her comic book origin is like Kingpin does basically get her, her dad killed and she finds out, but like he raised her as uh, hers, uh, her, his daughter. Uh, oh, after that terrible. so it's like this whole yeah uh, i love this i love kate showing up again it's like no matter what kate's kate is the boomerang arrow she will always come back to clint and no matter how much clint tries to push her away kate will be come back and, and help him in any way she can yeah i do i do like um you know there is a bit of like it shows a bit of humanity to somebody like kingpin and that like um yeah, of course he's an awful person. He manipulates people. He uses them. He basically like uh, kidnaps them human. financially. But but the thing that's is, true. like, if he kills somebody, he's the type of guy that's going to be like, "I'll look after your kid." You know? He's he, no, but that is like I know you. I get what you're saying, but like Wilson Fisk, that is his whole thing. Is like he's just so madly in love with Vanessa, and his whole thing is like, Vanessa. Like, yeah, that was good. That was good, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he is human at his core. He does all these dirty, rotten things, but he does them because, like, he has to, he feels like. I, yeah. Uh, he doesn't think he's, like, Kingpin. He doesn't view himself as a villain. As a villain. Yes. No. And I it's always so love that. Good. Yeah. He, he thinks like, he's, like, the hero of the story. He's saving New York. He's doing what he needs to to be with his one true love, Vanessa. Oh, it's so good. And he doesn't do anything carelessly. Like if he kills someone, like killing her father, there was a purpose to that. You know, there's she, a reason. There is a reason for it. And I think that's like, yeah, Kingpin is just such a, a fun character. And like I really they did him well in Netflix. I'm really hoping they keep that going because like he is so powerful. <laughs> in like a Daredevil's- whole different way than like the other villains we've seen, because his power comes from his influence, not his power of like, he's not, yeah, he's super strong and stuff and, and that, but his connections, who he knows, he's always working with someone so well said. He feels like such a justifiable big bad. That's not like Kang the conqueror or Thanos. You know what I mean? He's so connected. He's so hard to beat. Even when he's in prison, he's still like running New York city. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. 
So um, I want to. So we we've talked a lot about Kingpin, but I want to talk about like the reveal a little bit more and the scene. That, uh, Tommy, we already got some eye rolls. I'm excited to get your take. Obviously, because we're back at the the Larpers place. What's his name? Grin Glint. What's his uh, name? Grills, 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 Grills. I like Grills. I, I'm sorry, I butchered his name, but I I, I like him. What you think? Did you say Glint? I said, like, I said oh, like Clint. Clint and yeah. Glint. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize. I just like said Glint. Like, he's how like, funny would that be? Is like Glint and Glint. Well, the writers are how about, like he's friends with Clint. So how about Glint? <laughs> and and then there his sister. Went. Oh, Glenn, Glenn yeah. Garden. Glenn Garden. Also, did you notice Kate flirting with Glint? Just kidding. With uh, with him at all? No, was she? Uh, I don't know if I picked she was up like, on it. She was like, "Grills is really cool. He can cook. He can put out fires. <laughs> he can make he can make pizza dog dance." Yeah. <laughs> I saw a little bit. I saw a little bit of that. There was some some like. She was being overly like complimenting grills, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there. I saw it. Good for uh, Kate. Their ship name would be Kills. <laughs> Good. That's perfect. I thought this was a fun like getting the game back. I love that like Grills is the fourth member. We got Pizza Dog, Kate, Clint, and Grills <laughs> is there too. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Who is this? Like, like they've had like two conversations. This is Team with them. Hawkeye. Well, it feels very, you know, uh, we keep talking about the Netflix Marvel shows, but like that show, there was always a, a neighbor that got involved as part mm. of their team. If you look at Jessica yeah. Jones, like the neighbor was. Yeah. The, uh, so I, I think that is fun for them. Uh, my gripes, and this is the second gripe I have of the episode, again, with uh, Yelena stuff. I feel like there's a scene missing here. There's a deleted scene or something. I just I have no, why was she following Eleanor? Did she have to go meet with, there was no connection there. And it was just like very um, sloppy in my opinion of like, oh yes. Uh, hey, just found out this information. going to show you your, your mom's evil. Now there were so many other ways to do this. Like we've been waiting for the Eleanor reveal plus the it, Kingpin reveal. And I felt a little lackluster to be honest. It did feel a little rushed. It was random. Like why is Yelena following her mom? And then she was like, it almost, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like we missed something of like why Yelena was trying to figure out who hired her. Yeah. But what I do appreciate though is um, I do think it's, again, I don't know why she was doing it, but I, I do, I do buy the fact that Yelena would tell Kate because again, she's trying to cultivate this relationship with Kate to get to Clint. Um, so I really did like oh. that. She's like, she's still trying to like, like, Hey, I've got your back. You know, like uh, I'm not after you. I'm not trying to kill you. Um, so it's it just, but like also like, when did she figure, like she said, like, uh, it almost seems like she knew Eleanor Bishop hired her way before because she's like, she's the one that hired me and she's with Kingpin. But it's like, if Kingpin didn't hire you, what, what in what you discovered told you that Eleanor is, is that's Eleanor and she's the one that also hired you. Just, I, think I think that's how, I think that's how Eleanor was able to hire a black widow assassin was through Kingpin. Sure, I just don't know how Elena like did pieced it together by following yeah. her. I get what you're saying. It almost feels like she should have been following Wilson Fisk and then been like, ah, whoever she's meeting with is the one that hired him. And I, I get what you're saying. I, I it did feel like something was missing here, but I was so wrapped up in the reveal. And it was so, I do think it's hilarious that it was like on a pixely shitty screen because I think it's purposeful to be like, is that Vincent? Is yeah. that him? I can't yeah. tell. 
it, it just felt very much like uh, how he came out of Black Widow being like, there's clearly scenes missing here where like yeah. Ross shows up and, and then it's just like, all right, Ross is gone. Like, there's no worries now. Like that's kind of how this felt where there's they brought that over as well. I, I don't want to take away from the moment because it was just a fun moment. It was a one-two punch of like, yeah, Eleanor is, is evil. You know, just we're going to say it right now. You should already know by this. It kind of felt like, hey, you should already know by this point. We're just going to say it because you should already know she's evil. And also, here's this kingpin. But I loved, you know, Michael, what your thoughts on this before I I jump to this? But I do want to say, to me, the bigger reveal, the end, the credits were so clever. Like, uh, we can get into that after, Michael. What do you think? Well, I I, I just find it funny that so far in this series, I think every single cliffhanger has been a character reveal of some sort. Um, (laughs) Whether it be like uh, Clint discovering Kate or Echo or Yelena, or you know, it's like it, this episode always ends by like uh, just they teasing know what a we character. love. Yeah, that's they true. know what we're into. They just want to inject it right into our veins. I'm eating it up. I love it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I I'm not it. complaining. So I just find it funny. Um, but yes, Tommy, I, I didn't. I, I turned the episode off. I didn't even check for a post credit scene. So um, no post credit. But okay. are um, you talking about the song? That and something else. Yeah. So like, first of all, I, I, the music in general, this show has been so clever, but yeah, they're playing Mr. Grinch, right? When they, they played right Fist. as, yeah. As oh, soon yeah. as they show Wilson Fist, they're like, you're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. I was like, beautiful. Amazing. Then, a plus whoever came up with that deserves a raise. There's other good cues like throughout the series, but in this episode of there was the moment um, where he's like giving the speech about Nat at the thing. And the music in the background is the music from, uh, that was playing when they when they did their whole sacrifice play at, at, at to get the soul stone. It's the same music, which again, just, like, just very smart. Uh, we I also I will say we but yada yada Jack getting captured, but yeah, Jack Jack's in jail. I guess um, talked about it. He was slug. He's like the only Sloan I know was this girl I dated in Palm yeah. Beach, and she was terrible. Like I love that he added that little tidbit. Of I know, but. I yeah. Sorry, I just to end my thought on the credits. So yeah, the song, but then if you wait till the end, they've had that shot of like Kate on one side, Clint on the other, right? Um yeah. this time it's different. There's a what little bit it? of there's fog and it's just, it's basically the silhouette of Kingpin over top of them. <gasps> and it, it's a really cool that. shot. Yeah. Oh, I need to go check cool. that out. It wasn't there the whole time, but it was there in this scene, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I just want to talk like because like the last comment I have about this entire episode is uh, is about Jack, and uh, I want to push back Tommy because I I wanted to say it earlier, but I still think we're getting him like coming out with swords and being a hero. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a hero. In. Yes, I think he's a part of the West Coast Blade Avengers. Movie. He's gonna be maybe. in the new Blade movie, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Just I just, he's so, even regardless of if he's involved in this, he's still an asshole. He was talking to Kate like he was in third person the whole time. Like, he's still just not a nice person. He doesn't know English. He's a rich guy that is like. He's a patsy. He was set up, and you know it. He's a patsy, but he still could be a, a jerk face. Tommy, you gotta, means... At some point, you just have to respect the mustache, and I'm not feeling yeah. the love here. <laughs> I love the other day when you guys were like, we're a pro mustache podcast. Watch out. Whoever was it, you were like warning them. You're like, don't say anything bad about the mustache. Don't you you dare. Um, Really good episode, though. You know what I mean? Like this, I I think someone said it earlier. It really feels like a lot of things got tied together and answered right before what I'm hoping is going to be a good finale. There are still a lot of things that are open-ended, but 
some things that can be resolved in Echo, which is kind of cool. Like it might not be Hawkeye season two. Maybe you got to check out Echo to see wh where this story continues, which will, you know, inevitably be fun. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, th there you have it. Let's uh, th that's the end of the episode here. But guys, I, I talked about I wanted to do something here at the end. Um, if it's okay with you, Alex, I think we'll can the recommendations for today and do something different. Um, because I we get Spider-Man tomorrow. I'm so excited. I want to talk about I want to talk about uh cameos, a cameo draft. We haven't done this in a while, Tommy. Um will we uh, get one right this time? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, because here's the thing. Um we, we discussed like um, obviously we have the villains in the trailers. Um, well, we got to take them off the table. Yeah. We have the heavily theorized Spider-Man that will possibly be there. Those feel like easy picks, right? Yeah. Um, and there's only two of them anyways. So like, uh, who's going to get which Spider-Man, you know, uh, I don't want to go into that. I, I think we need to pick another character aside from all them. And, uh, here's the other thing. There's like a lot of like stuff that comes in like leaks. Like, uh, like there's, uh, I don't know if we want to take that. I'm as not canon. spoiled. I'm not yeah. spoiled at all. Are you guys spoiled on anything? I, I saw one thing. I don't know if it's real. I, I don't know what's I've real. heard a hint of something, but it's not my, oh it, my God. it won't be my pick, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I'll stay away from in the movie and yeah. I'm not spoiled at all. How the hell have you guys seen a spoiler? I, I saw I'm this real. like before, like the world premiere and all that kind of stuff. So there's been, stuff I don't think that's credible then. I don't yeah. think that could be credible before the world right. premiere. Maybe. Well, here's my, Who knows? Here's my I don't question. know. Maybe. Here's okay. My next question. Who's yeah. going first? Who's picking first? How do we decide this? Um, we give it to Briz. You know, he's the guest. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Honored. Now, do I take the easy one or do I go with my second theory? I'll, 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 I'll leave the second one. You guys know I love Daredevil. I'm going to leave that on the table. I think Matt Murdock is going to make an appearance, but I have a better one. I think we're going to somehow see Michael Keaton in this movie. He's going to reprise his pick. role. I think he's going to reprise his role. I don't know how. I don't know when. Could be a short time. Could be a long time. Uh, but the vulture is going to break out of jail. Probably not. Maybe it'll be in jail. We see him. Well, I'll. I'll can I go next, Tommy? Yeah. Because I don't think he'll take who I'm taking. Uh, or maybe you will. Um, I was actually. I was. Uh, I'm kind of on your same uh, wavelength there, Alex. I, I don't think I'm going to go for. Um, I feel like. Uh, I guess. I guess. I feel like Daredevil is pretty obvious. Like I, I kind of feel pretty good about Daredevil showing up. I do too. Uh, maybe that makes me crazy, but uh, I'm not gonna do it because it feels too easy. But I'm gonna go with the other one, which is Scorpion. He was set up oh. at the end of Homecoming. That is a thread oh. that has not been completed, and I'll be pissed if we don't get Scorpion. Especially, I don't know the actor's name, but he's in uh, Better Call Saul. Um, so I'm super excited for this character. And uh, uh, yeah, Scorpion pick. does not show up. I'm pissed. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yes. Uh, mine, I it's. I, tell me this doesn't count. It's it's a character I think is going to get introduced from the comics that I'm counting as a cameo. Yeah, that's fine. I, I Let's count it. If I'm it's a new character, that's fine. Yeah, I think we won't get it to... Hmm, I think we're going to get Miles Morales in some form. Oh! I don't, I don't think I would love that. I think it's going to be like, even if it's just like the character... We've already got introduced to his uncle, you know? Yes, maybe I was going to say they set cameos, it up. That's with another... Yeah. That he's, ten out he's of ten. I don't think he's a Spider-Man yet. I think he oh, won't be. Oh, I okay. think he's. It's I still pretty, like it. I don't love it though. But yeah, yeah. I would love That's to. My... I love it. I love his Spider-Man suit. If I'm being honest, I've grown to love his 
black and red Spider-Man suit more than your traditional Spider-Man. Yeah. Don't tell don't don't tell Toby and and Andrew and the and only reason I could see not is just because how heavy Sony is focusing on Miles with the across the universe. Uh, this could be great, like cross. This could like what if it's the voice? I don't know who voices him. If I'm being honest, actually, which is sad. I should, but what if it's like the same voice? Like what if it's him? What if it, you know what I mean? Like oh, I don't know. That could be cool. What if it's him? Like not as a cartoon. That could I, be cool. That could be fun. Oh, the I other think that one. Be a lot of fun. Are we doing more than one pick, or is that our only one? Because I have another. Yeah, one. we can snake, and then Tommy yeah, goes, then Michael goes, and I'll take the last one. Yeah, so go for I, it, Tommy. I think the other one. It's hard because I think it's almost confirmed. And again, this is one that you can like poo-poo me on. But we got to see Venom in some form. You know, they obviously. Oh uh, no, no, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. I think you keep that. Keep that pick. That's good. Yeah, because I mean, they 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 hinted at the end of his that like he's in that universe, right? Like he saw Jay Jameson yeah. on on the TV. You don't put that there unless he's gonna be part of the Spider Man in some form. I don't I think that's love it. Pick. I love to keep it separate, but I think he's gonna be in it. You would love to keep it separate. I'm I'm all for the cross pollination at this point. Like to me, the fact that Doctor Strange is like not a number two in this movie, but like two or three. I don't know. I'm excited. I say the more the merrier. The more you can mix it and match it, they should. Okay, I've I've got I've got my next one, um, and the, uh, I don't think it's I think I think uh, it works. Um, I'm gonna go in some form or fashion. We're getting Uncle Ben, whether it be oh, oh. whether it be um, like a multiverse version of Uncle Ben, whether we get a flashback of Uncle Ben, whether like uh, Aunt May at the end starts dating a man named Ben, you know, like in some way, I think we're going to get Uncle Ben. So um, yeah, that's what I'm going I can with. see that. I can see that. That's a good pick too. I can see that. Um, once we're at like the very end of this, remind me to tell you Evan Leon's theory, because I think it's so good that I would hate to actually spoil it for anyone. If this is what <laughs> happens with Uncle Ben. Um, that's okay. a good pick. Okay, my last one. I'm deciding between two. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna go with Jared Leto, and we're gonna see him before uh, Morbius. Okay, okay. These are even picks. if it's a post-credit scene. I think that I, I'm, I'm banking on this one as a post-credit scene. Okay. That's how I feel about Venom too. I think Venom's gonna be in the post credits of anything. Mm, okay, 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 okay. I think we got a bunch of good picks here. This is good. Love it. Love it. Love I think it, love so it. too. Good draft, boys. Um, well, Alex, uh, this kind of well, first and foremost, uh, let's let's do like a little stinger at there. Well, I do want to hear this theory, but um, for like for people that want to tune out now, I want to give you the opportunity. I want to thank you, Alex, for being here. It's always a pleasure yes, to have you. you. Um, I was trying to figure out if you if you're in the five timers club. I think this is your fourth time here so uh we'll have Sounds to get right. you back i think is someone a yeah. five-timer no no one's a five you would you would have been the first five-timer um so is there another four-timer i don't think so okay should cool. the five-timers well, let's, like... let's focus on that let's focus on me being the first four <laughs> okay all right. five <laughs> yeah, is like a nice five at, is like a good number at four, five four, times i picture you... like the boston rob like of the game yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like i'm, I'm here <laughs> i've done it no i know what i'm doing when you get to five, you get your uh, Infinity Gauntlet foam finger. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you know go. what? I, I'll come back for that for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Alex, no, I thank you guys for having yeah. me. <laughs> I always uh, love coming on. You tell know people, that. tell people about your freaking podcast or Twitter or whatever. You yes. know, where, where can people yes, find yes, you? Yes, yes, uh, yes. You can follow me on any platform at a wild briz. 
Um, and then my podcast, it's called Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. It's just me and my good buddy, Evan. We watch and review any sort of animated cartoon anime series that you can think of. Uh, you can check us out most places. Two dudes watch cartoons. We're on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I'm sure we've covered something that you have enjoyed at one point or another. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I loved coming on. I love uh, talking this. I love nerding out with you guys. I'm always texting you guys anyways. So I, I like coming on and making it like official. I'm like, okay, now we, look, everyone, we did talk about this. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I want to, I want to give this theory. So if people want to tune out, if you like, don't want any sort of well, hold on, real quick, spite. Alex, hold on. Yeah, uh, I gotta Did stop that. No, I want to just double down and tell people to go freaking listen to to watch cartoons because oh, okay, listen, we have a lot of podcasters on here. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, but it's hard to listen to like all the podcasters podcasts. But I try to listen to all of two dudes. Uh, and I love it so much. So like, this is like a genuine endorsement from me. Please listen to that podcast and support these Appreciate guys. It. Thank you. Um, and also just want to stop down real quick to let people know that another podcast that I like genuinely listen to every single episode, we're having one of those on for Spider-Man uh, tomorrow. So it's rare that we can like actually tease a guest, but I'm very excited yeah. to welcome Jesse Skulnick from uh, uh, Robbie Freeman's podcast. Robbie was a guest here before, yeah. but it's Kitball Friends. So that's another one. Just want to give that a plug too. Um, but Alex, please take it away. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I, I think if you don't want to hear this theory because it's so good, I'll be upset if it's not true at this point, but I'm a little upset that I know it beforehand. This is Evan Leon's theory. He does not think the three Spider-Man will appear, but he thinks Tobey Maguire is going to be Tom's Uncle Ben. He's about the same age as Marissa Tomei, and we're going to get some sort of flashback, or he's is Doctor Strange is going to let him talk or something, and it's going to be Toby. And that's good. And, and he's going to deliver the iconic line of with gr great power comes great responsibility. And everyone's going to sob, and everyone's going to cry, and poop their pants, and jump up for joy. Every emotion in the spectrum. That, and then, like, Andrew Garfield's like, I was genuine the whole yeah. time. I've been like... <laughs> He's like, I'm not in it. I told you. Yeah. And I think uh, that thing that's punching the lizard, not to get too technical in the trailer, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's Daredevil. Okay. Daredevil. All right. All right. Love to see it. Um, uh, love the theory there. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and close this out here. Again, Alex, thank you so much for doing this. Tommy, hey, thank you too, Tommy. Oh, yeah. You're well, you're well. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Three thank yous. Um, a couple speaking of thank yous, I want to give a big thank you to Aaron Robertson, who did our music, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five star reviews and a couple kind words. Uh, also, please subscribe. Uh, that helps our ego rhythm. And uh, use uh, or uh, yeah, the, follow us on. I never messed the outro out before. This is new. I've got all the notes right here, but I did it. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Course Pod. And then if you want to join our Discord community, you can message us at those places and we will get you in. So thank you all for listening and we yeah. will see you tomorrow. Woo! So excited for Spider Man. Yes. Me and Evan just started doing an outro, so don't feel bad. We like literally okay. have not been doing one for like almost a year. Uh, <laughs> We're like, bye. And then we just end it. Speaking of byes, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>